Do you have random information wasting away in your brain? Share it with me. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and teach me something in the comments and I'll read it on the show for other people who have information sitting in their brain just wasting away that I could be reading on the show. Also, if you'd like to help us pay our guests and produce the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash what's my thesis. Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas. Yeah. yeah. Google and Alexa, do, yeah, that, I don't know if that's fucking people's brains, but it, I, I, I suspect I it think is. it is. <laughs> I'm no scientist. Let me just, like, let me just say, like, after coming to Italy, yeah, just, like, the, the whole, the, the way that my friends, my American friends are, are, interact with technology, it seems so clinical and so robotic and it's just strange. Like, I just don't, I don't connect to that at all. And it's, it's actually creepy. It's yeah, it so is. creepy. It's really creepy what we're doing now. It's like, we're, I don't know. It's if you just saw my daily and, routine, and, you would be horrified. <laughs> 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 no joke. But I'm, but I'm also, no, I'm also aware of how like, it's like, I've been like making an effort to like fucking get out of there, but yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. It, it, like, like if, if I could, if I could have an out of body experience and just watch myself for an entire day, I would change my entire lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think all of us would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to a certain degree, to a certain degree, I think all of us would. I mean, yeah, it's like if I just gave you a just like a a, a snapshot of like just a typical. Like, I'm just, obviously, I'm just roasting my friends right now. But, like, mm-hmm. typical day in my friend's life in the United States, it would be, like, you wake up. The first thing you do is check Instagram. You scroll through Instagram. Then you go to work. During work, you're probably doing something on your phone, like, during your breaks or whatever. Um, you, might, you might even be on, like, Facebook or uh, even scrolling on Instagram on your actual computer at work, depending on what kind of work you do. (laughs) Then when you get home, it's like, you're either saying, okay, Google, or you're saying, as soon as you walk in, like Alexa, play this music. And that's how you're listening to music. And then you're just surfing the, you know, then you go on your Amazon prime and then you're like, oh, I need to buy this and I need to do this. And it's just so, it's so bizarre. And in Italy, it's kind of just the complete opposite. I mean, you, you see a lot of people that just uh, are, you know, Im- immersed in conversations for hours and they don't check their phone. We're talking three hours. Yeah. No what one's I, checking their phone. My favorite Italian word has become sciopero. Do you know what that means? Have you been there long enough? I don't. Okay. So I, I don't you, know what that means. Okay. It means uh, strike. So um, on any given day, the buses are on strike. People are constantly going on strike. 
and it doesn't inconvenience everybody or anybody because people just learn to fucking live around it right and so mm-hmm. um one of my favorite most recent strikes i forget what it was but uh i think that there was a boat in, in um in italy in a port in italy where the union workers there the the dock workers there were like no we're not loading this shit up because they knew that they were loading bombs for yemen or some shit like that it was like they just did not want to take part and i was just like fuck yeah that's what you know that's where i come from a little bit culturally you know like because it it's uh and and so i think that just like they do have a very different idea of freedom people's relationship to their job is very different in August, everything shuts down and, like, everybody yeah. goes on vacation. Like, yeah. the, the fucking lifestyle is just so different, you know? It's it's yeah. it's insane. It, and it's human. Yeah, it's very human and, and very much about uh, interacting with people. I think that one of the things that, going back to the cars element, is that, um, we, you know, especially in L.A., one of my favorite things about the new, um, the new Blade Runner movie that came out recently or whatever i mean the the sec the sequel is that is how much time they just show him in his car and how lonely yeah. that is how like when you're watching a dude in his car and it's beautiful it's mm-hmm. awesome it's uh, you know great cinematography but it's just like it adds up and you just mm-hmm. feel like the loneliness that the guy's going through and and so there is just this like pod lifestyle where we're in our cars especially in LA we're in our cars i just had this guy alex uh, sanchez on the show and he and he was telling me that he like uh, just basically takes the bus and how much of life experience happens to him because of it and i was like yeah i need to start getting on that shit you yeah know? <laughs> yeah because it's it's it, just yeah I, I mean on a daily basis you're probably experiencing more than most people in the u.s just because you probably you do own a car in milan you wouldn't right um you could but i mean i mean if you're studying abroad i, I meant you specifically no no me no 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 i think uh eventually i will own a car here um but right now i absolutely don't don't have one and i don't really need one yeah um it's kind of i, I don't know like uh and a you're in the best shape of your fucking life. You can eat all the p- goddamn pasta you want and not worry about <laughs> carbs. You're, you're oh a diet. My you, you I have, wish I could say that. I oh, wish I could I'm say sorry. that, well, but no. no okay, well, and then the you case. have salad at the end of the meal where it's supposed to fucking happen <laughs> because yes, it's not an appetizer. Yes. It's like, yes. uh, you know, gastronomically, you want the, the, the roughage to be at the end of your meal so that it helps clean you out, like not to get gross. Yeah. But like they understand. Yeah. Like gastronomy over here. It's just fucking food. It's a science. It's an art of like how to put, uh, things through you so that you are nourished <laughs> and yeah, you can survive. Absolutely. That, yeah. That, that I whole mean, food culture is just insane. It is. And I am so, I feel so grateful that I can uh, experience this really. Yeah. Um, the sophistication of the food is just, I mean, the meat that's sweet, uh, like just like oh dude when you go to bologna and you have the pasta over there you're gonna fucking freak out like the meat uh, you know, the, the meat ravioli are you a vegetarian no okay. oh my gosh thank god i'm not a vegetarian <laughs> when you said you know i was like oh shit <laughs> oh no 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 i'm definitely not but i mean yeah i i need i need to travel all around and i need to i, I really just want to taste 
absolutely everything. And I'm really excited because my boyfriend is from Naples and um, Ooh, my older brother and I... I just immediately judged him. <laughs> wait, go, wait, wait, go ahead. Sorry, what did you just say? I said I, I just that. immediately judged him. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. That's what everyone That's says. That's a very but... specific kind of Italian. <laughs> no, but he's not. He's not. I, I mean, I don't even know, like... You know, anytime someone someone says that, you know, they they will say, "Oh, you know." Uh, they have their own language, uh, Napoli, dude. Napoli, uh, people from uh, Napoli uh, have a certain reputation, and I'm always like, you know, you know, um, I understand that, but at the same time, it's like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I haven't I haven't really met a lot of, of people from that that area but yeah yeah he is totally not the type of person have, have that you i think been, that have people you envision when they envision oh no i'm just teasing have you been obviously. to naples yet no no okay. i haven't and i'm excited i can't wait to my... talk to you after that i'm gonna have you on the show as a return guest just to talk about napoli because <laughs> that shit is I fucking crazy am happy, I'm, i would be happy to do that because uh, uh so my older brother who actually lives in san francisco he is coming to to Italy um, in August, and we are um, uh, we are actually going to to Naples together, mm-hmm. and we're going oh. to stay at my boyfriend's uh, family's house, and we're going to eat a lot of pizza, and we are going to just eat a lot of uh-huh. <laughs> of food. You and, should go to Pompeii. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's so many different things to do, and. So I'm really excited. So that's happening in August, which is not too far away. Ooh, so you guys are going to sweat it the fuck out. It's going to be awesome, though. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's so uh, true. But definitely, yes. definitely go to Pompeii because it is literally a Roman city preserved in ash. So it's not just about the bodies. You get to go and see what a Roman city looked like uh, because yes. it has been preserved. It's amazing. And you can yes. see like the, 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 you know, the, the crosswalks they have there are like, you know, you know how crosswalks are drawn out there. Li- it's like, um, it, it, over here in the States, it's like that, but they're protruding out of the ground because the rest of the road is sunk down cause it floods mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, uh, it, it, it blows your fucking mind to go to that place and be like, oh my God. And then of course you see the dead people and that's crazy too. But yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, it like that shit is cataclysmic in the way that like a comic book event is like, you know, just that like that, those, that's the kind of thing that you would have like Superman try to intervene and stop like, cause that's literally an entire culture and, or not an entire culture, but an entire group of people just wiped off the map in seconds it's fucking crazy and the other thing that i would say that's fascinating about italy is once you start traveling through it like i used to think that i was well traveled and then i did like one of those things in on facebook at that um that tell like where you mark like what places you did back in the day i did this yeah and and i was like oh no i've just been to most of Italy, you know, <laughs> like, and, yeah, and, and yeah. it is so different. They used to all be different city states. And like, so Florence's rival was Siena. And the only reason that Siena was able to compete was because of the Roman roads that, uh, mm-hmm. that led them. And they were banking center, all the fucking intertwined histories of all these places, uh, is, is just, and they all are like these little 
proud uh, paesi, they call themselves. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah. vieni al mio paese. They don't mean come to Italy. They mean come to, like, my region, you know? <laughs> paese yeah. is yeah. also country. But, um, but yeah, and then the other thing is that Italy, like, it, it's always funny when, like, people are like, oh, the Italians, and they go, they, they talk, they're talking about anything before 1860. It's like, that's how recent <laughs> Italy has been Italy. Yes. It was not yes. unified. So it is so, and it, and it, it is also a peninsula that has a north uh, south axis. So like regionally, the temperatures change, the climates changes. Uh, Tuscany is so different from uh, Lazio and, and, and Calabria is its own uh, crazy thing. My main place, like even Tuscany is so different. Uh, Umbria is beautiful as well. Uh, Arezzo is great. Like, and, and you just, it's all these like different little problem solving things that they did in designing this, these cities and like this city's on a hill because, uh, you know, and like the, then there's always the tactical advantage that Rome had. Like, you know, I was saying that, um, that Florence was kind of, uh, destined to be there. Rome had seven hills. What's more defensible than that? Right. And so you, 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 you start looking at, they're also on the coast and they can just take over, uh, you know, they took over the Mediterranean. That's what the Roman empire was. Right. And then it starts to, then it starts to go like all of the resources start to come from Egypt and shit. And so when the empire falls, the Western empire falls first. So Rome, the capital is moved to Istanbul. And well, first of all, it's separated. And then they have two different emperors. It's all, it's just so, like, I mean, you look at American history and it's such a fucking bummer because slavery was just like recently. <laughs> but you go into Roman history and first of all, there's not that racial element as well. Like, because, I mean, whatever you can say, it's it wasn't just like, uh, they were taking people from all, they were taking people from Gaul, from Thrace, you know, like it was like, um, yeah, yeah. it was a, uh, it, 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 it's, it's a very interesting and I, and you know, I've heard people say that like, you can't compare, uh, the U S to Italy because, um, you know, like uh, Mike Duncan is a really has a really good podcast called The History of Rome that I listen to the whole thing uh, several times, and it's based on uh, he he uses a lot of good sources, but he says that he can't really uh, make it a parallel because the Roman Empire was two thousand years, and uh, the U.S. has only been around for like two hundred years, right? And what I would say to that is that with the accelerated curve of technology nowadays you can live like a thousand years in technological advancement in 200 years. And so, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that like always brought down or that brought down the empire was the military just got too powerful. And, um, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and that's where the financial disparities start. Uh, well, and then also there was just like, they kept, you know, Emperside was a very <laughs> popular fucking game. There were years where they had yes. like four different emperors, but that goes back to that idea of freedom where it's like, who rules us, right? Like, um, the Roman, em the, the Roman empire, when it was in the Republic stage before it, 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 it uh, started to expand really like crazy, it was, um, it was very much a reaction to kings and monarchies and then they just like went full you know all the way and then decided oh no we need a dictator <laughs> which is like um 
not that different from like a, a, a government system, right? Where where it's still a centralized like person in charge. It's not handed down uh, biologically through uh, through through you know from you know like uh, I can't think of the word For, like to like uh, there's no royal family. It's uh, it, but at the same time, it's just like it's such an interesting way of like. Um, thinking about like how you try to rebel against these things and I think that the same thing happened with the interregnum in the UK where they tried to kill mm-hmm. the king and they were like no 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 we need a fucking king yes yes <laughs> and that's and I think that that has to do with how people conceive of freedom right there if if the if the structural organization needs if there's a power vacuum at the fucking top and your whole system is based around having that power vacuum filled like your yeah. society is going to crumble so anyway sorry for that yeah. tangent but I just love no, fucking no. Italy, and 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 so I want to like veer back maybe a little bit towards specifically creative freedom because we were talking about dancing <laughs> not too long ago, maybe yes, like twenty yes. minutes ago. But, I mean, I just have to say, like, I it's so um, I, I'm just it's such a pleasure to to talk to you, you know, in regards to the history. Oh, I could do it. We're, we're going to have to just do an Italy only podcast once you've been there for a while, and after you go to. Uh, um, I'll explain to you how that will work because I'm setting up a patron program with like uh, e- uh, extra episodes. I'll cut this part out with extra episodes for people that uh, uh, donate to the patron program. And then the ultimate goal is to pay everybody uh, and maybe even compete with university rates for <laughs> for college people uh, for what's it called uh, adjuncts. But so I yes. definitely want to have you back on to like um, to to talk about this shit, and then we'll do we'll drop Absolutely, it as a premium. Absolutely, because I mean I um, I feel that I even though I'm living here right now and I'm a student, um, I feel that I know very little about Italy. I yeah. actually feel that I know more about Asia. Um, because I lived, I, I've traveled a lot in Asia and I used to live in China. Um, and I also just, I'm, I just historically have been more interested in Asian culture and the political history and the cultural history. So yeah. for me, it's, Italy is a completely new environment and a new experience. Yeah. And I'm just, I just love speaking to people that have this kind of background or this backdrop of historical understanding and um because for me there's so much to learn um i didn't study the roman empire uh to the extent that i would have liked to in school and um i only really studied italy in terms of art from an art historical perspective i love how you're saying italy like an italian says it in english oh (laughs) yeah yeah we you know, I have to say, like, my friends have been super, like, like they've been making fun of me so much because um, I have started, I've started to speak like an Italian speaking English. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I totally understand how that happens. Though. <laughs> and it's like, it's really funny, really, like, uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but, but it's, uh, look, it is. It is a home of intense passion and intensely passionate people that when you have grown up in an American culture that like, you know, the closest thing that you have access to is like Hispanic people, which aren't necessarily treated with the most respect by uh, our, our country as like in terms of empire. 
Um, right. You don't, you, you get to see, you don't really get to see a passionate culture that, um, that has thrived for millions and millions of years rather than yeah. being uh, a colony, you know, but one of the things, yeah. one of the things that I always, uh, love is just how they don't erase their past and they don't whitewash it. They're like, you know, the, 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 uh, my favorite team, uh, Roma, has been played in, um, it, or they got a new stadium now, but they used to play with, against Lazio, which was the rival, in the Stadio mm-hmm. Olimpico, which is a, a stadium that is part of an entire complex built by Mussolini. And it's this beautiful, like, but, um, but they don't, like, you know, they're like, no, we were fascist. Uh, uh, we were fascist, and we're not going to pretend like we weren't. And so when you're walking into that stadium, you see all these, like, uh, mosaics that have to do with like uh, their invasion of uh, Ethiopia, and and they were like celebrating like finally Italy has its empire, and this is like uh-huh. you know less than a hundred years after they became a nation state. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. like it's this like you know it's there there's this enthusiasm to like just becoming like uh, I don't know it it, it um modern that 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 I, yes. is also really yes. fascinating right like because yes. because it's so tied to the past they just really fucking want to be like up to date and so it's great but then they, they then they have things like they're not getting completely taken over by cell phones which is great because when I, last time i was there they had telefonini but it wasn't like you know it wasn't a real like um uh What's it called? It wasn't like cell phones were quite at the state that they are now, where you could just spend your whole day on one, and uh, yes, you know, yes. essentially I mean, live your whole some, life. How oh, many locks yes. does your apartment have? <laughs> well, I'm actually, I, I. That's a good question. I, um, I just was opening uh, the doors to go out to the balcony oh, okay. because, uh, <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just going to make. I just finished dinner and I just walked home and I'm going to make a. Uh, a coffee and just sit out here nice. with my citronella candle because there's so many mosquitoes in Milan. Oh shit! And if you don't burn a citronella candle, you're going to be um, eaten alive. So, wow. yeah, yeah. Um, so, how's your? Have you been going out dancing in in Italy? Have you been able to express that? I think I saw you do a, a dance circle at a, in a in an Instagram video at one point. Yes, yes. Actually, surprisingly, um, or maybe not so surprisingly, uh, most of the traveling that I've been doing in Milan has been outside of the country. Okay. Uh, because, I mean, one of the wonderful things about Milan is you can travel by train. To anywhere. And yeah. by f- by flying. I mean, you can go to Paris. Yeah. It takes one hour to get to Paris, and it, co- it costs you like 40 euro. Yeah. Um, you know, you can quickly fly to Germany, to Belgium, uh, to S- Switzerland is one of my favorite places to go because it just takes like two to three hours on the train, and, it's and then you're in so Switzerland. Clean. Have you been to Montreux? No, I haven't yet. But I've traveled um, to Zurich and shit. Yeah, all okay. around Switzerland, all yeah, around. Yeah. And um, I wanted to go to to um, not to give you a sense of what class I grew up in, but I want to. I wanted to go to uh, boarding school in, in Montreux when I was younger, <laughs> and I was actually considering it to go to yeah. high school there. But I ended up not yeah. doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I can understand why. <laughs> yeah. you would want to do that. <laughs> I think, absolutely. I mean, why not? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 But uh, 
Yeah, for me, um, I I don't know if it's just because I um, I don't know. I, I I already you know had traveled to Switzerland before coming here to this program, and I knew that I really loved Switzerland. And also, it's also where Art Brut kind of where the inception of Art Brut happened. And that's the uh, outsider art. Outsider art, okay. correct. So that's also why I wanted to travel there, and then um, I ended up making friends uh, with some people in Lucerne. Okay. And uh, so that video is from me at this hip hop competition um, in Lucerne, and um, yeah, I did this really fun uh, like group dance class. We were in a circle, we were dancing, and then there was this competition that followed. And it was just incredible. I, I, I really loved it, and I hope to continue to stay in touch with that community, you know, in Lucerne that is doing this kind of dancing. And uh, the people that I met there traveled from Dusseldorf and from all over to to participate in this. And there's such a, a large community in Europe of people that do hip hop and house dancing, mm-hmm. which is which is incredible. And I hope it, that community continues to grow because it's just such an amazing way to express yourself and it's so much fun. And, um, yeah, it's also, I, we, we need to keep, we need to keep finding ways to move, you know, um, we're living, you know, in, in a sedentary lifestyle and we need to, um, we need to move and we need to, you know, it doesn't need to be in this really like formulaic, uh, like gym going way. It can literally just be doing something you enjoy. And that's the type of movement that I prefer. So, um, so yeah. So how, do, um, how does the movement in, uh, influence your, your creative, uh, so I, I want to get specifically back on track with the creative freedom, uh, yeah, cause, cause yeah. we've talked about it a little bit, but I, you know, we keep getting sidetracked by things that are relevant and other types of freedom, but I yeah, want to specifically yeah. hit your topic. Um, yes. So basically, um, for me, I, um, I am a, a painter as well. I do uh, sculpture, uh, but for me, um, dancing is, is kind of, uh, there's more truth in that form of expression than any other language that I have, mm-hmm. any other kind of expression that I have. And so for me, um, what dancing does is it gives me this direct connection to my creative sense of self. And it's from that same place that I paint. It's from that same place that I make sculpture or I create a film. And it's basically just having a reverence and a, and a, uh, uh, and a connection to the way that you see things and the way that you feel things. Um, what's interesting about dance is when you're dancing, you're not looking at yourself usually, unless Mm. you're in a dance class where they have a, a full length mirror where you're watching yourself. Um, So you're not, you don't know what you look like. You're just genuinely moving to the beat and you're moving to the music. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and it's also, you can, there's a certain parallel with dancing in art making because usually when you're dancing, usually there's another person around. Usually, uh, it's a social environment. I mean, if we're just talking about like non-professional dancing, um, and so we have we have this immediate reaction to the music, and then there's also this immediate <laughs> understanding that 
this this reaction is being observed by others mm. and that we can be we can now be connected through this language of movement that's beyond nomenclature it's not something spoken it's it's something shared physically yeah and it's well, and, and it's there's an, this it's an old ahead. tradition it's like i yeah. mean it's it's as it's at least as old as music i would guess <laughs> yeah you know? Uh, yeah, and the other thing that I would that I find interesting is is that there seems to be less opportunity to self censor yourself when you you know like if you're painting for example I mean painting is a little bit more forgiving because you can always just I mean they say you can always just paint over it but I don't know how true that is um, yes yes <laughs> psychological you can always paint over it but there's always the psychological scar yeah you know of, of your failure or whatever that is or, that you were or, trying to achieve. or just yeah. the frustration of having to start over again or trying to do the yes. same thing or whatever but I yes. think that like you know and and um but I think that there they, I think that there might be something especially and I think that this might apply to uh, performance art in general which is this idea of, um, like, there's no stopping it and, and correcting it. Like, you know, like, especially if you're at a club and you're dancing, you're not going to be like, oh, you know what? I didn't like that move. Let me, uh, like, edit <laughs> and, and go back and, and yes. fix it. You might yes. do it awkwardly yes. the first time and then go back and then do it less awkwardly. But I, 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 I understand, you know, because, like, you're not looking at a white page. You're embodying yourself in space and um it, it especially if you're not looking at yourself it can it's it might even be less about the visual aesthetics about uh, the, of the movement as uh, that than it is how it feels to perform the action uh so i can see how that there is a lot of freedom in that if you are the kind of person that is into dancing and is comfortable dancing i'm sure there's a lot of people that don't uh relate to that but i can uh, like you know I can, as of course, a, as, a, of course. I, as an Aquarius moon, I can sort of embody that in my. <laughs> okay. Are you also an Aquarius no, moon? No, I'm just. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm saying I can I like, like take on more than one now? side. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what moon I am. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I I think I'm all okay. earth signs and fire signs. So, but I'm like predominantly yeah. earth signs. Um, what's your main what's your main sign oh i'm a taurus you can't tell i'm stubborn as shit <laughs> <laughs> and you love italian food so oh, yeah. yeah yes um <laughs> yeah, yeah um yeah but yeah how do you feel though in terms of like uh, so, like in broader in the broader sense like because you brought in the technology and our relationship with technology and 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 we've definitely had discussions on on this show about how like obviously when you're within the parameters of um of instagram you know like yes. instagram offers a lot of freedom i'm not going to say that it it makes all the decisions for you because th within instagram there's a lot of different people that do a lot of different things there's people that do stuff that that you know there's producers that make beats and all they do is show themselves making beats uh there are instagram models that show their butt and all they do is show their butt or you know uh, yeah, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. And so I'm not like bashing it, but um, the way that we are consuming these, these images are ve is very specific and very uh, like um, it's almost like it goes back to that thing of of how uh, I th I forget who he was talking to, but um, somebody was talking to uh, an, a, a journalist, quote unquote, was talking to uh, uh, Noam Chomsky. 
and mm-hmm. he was and and he was saying, I find it hard to believe. So wait, you really think that I'm sitting here censoring myself? And then, uh, you know, which is, uh, and then Chomsky says to him, is like, no, what I'm saying is that if you believe different things, you wouldn't be in this position. Right. And so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the idea of self-censorship is, is one thing, but then also like there's emulation and there's, you know, like I definitely take notes from what other people are doing and that's not necessarily informing my, me as an artist, but rather as a content creator. Um, whereas going to actually see art, uh, in spaces and experiencing it in real time is a completely different experience, right? Even just like, for yes. for example, just looking at a picture of the fucking Coliseum versus going to it. We're looking at a picture of the uh, Roman Forum as, as opposed to standing right in there and being like, oh, this is where this was done. This is where this was done. And just seeing how tightly packed it is and like how, you know, people just lived here. And then going to the... Uh, mm-hmm. To the uh, what's it called the Parthenon and seeing that and um, and then there's just so many uh, different like experiences that you really get a sense of being when we're in Italy you really understand what architecture as propaganda is until you get there you 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 know you come over here and you you may go to a mall and you don't realize that you're being propagandized by the grandeurness of it and, exactly you know and and by its design. And then you like go, Disney World. Yeah, exactly. Or you go you go to some place like um like Las Vegas and then you really see that shit at play where it's like everything oh, yeah. there is designed to make sure you're spending money and gambling. Yes, everything is yes. that all the architecture is in service of that. And if there's poolside shit, th- there's gambling at the in the pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or mm-hmm, or, or mm-hmm. it's just a place for you to relax so that you can get recuperate and then go gamble some more. So it's all like, you know, and and so uh even things like just the way that our cities are designed to to be so traffic centric like that was done by design on purpose by vested interests and now it's fucking up our world <laughs> yeah, yeah and and i mean we could even argue that um you know these new interfaces with technology that we're experiencing like instagram etc every day it's it's a new architecture it's a new yeah, ar- architectural pr- propaganda that we're having to deal with and you know before we were only dealing with an interface like a mirror yeah. Or a painting, you know. Or now, even the photograph was revolutionary. Or a photograph. And now we're dealing with the Instagram interface. We're dealing yeah. with something completely um, transformative culturally, I feel. Yeah. And uh, for me, uh, <clears throat> I feel that, you you know, Italy, Italy is more informed culturally by its past than it is by uh, by the interfaces of of the current you know lexicon, and I feel that in the U.S. when I'm there and I'm hanging out with people that are in their 20s and 30s and 40s that are on Instagram, they are more they are more engaged and informed by the Instagram lexicon. Yeah, more than anything. Yeah, yeah. And oh, so that's I, really definitely. interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of my social, I don't even use just text messaging anymore, mostly. I pretty much just, because it's just like where I know they'll get it, you know? Uh, it's mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a very strange thing. And um, I just had a, a, a photographer who teaches at a high school. Her name is Katie Klein. And she was, we were talking about, she was saying that Lizzo had an interview on... Um, 
uh, Fresh Air with Terry Gross, and, and she was saying, and I have my whole problems with that fucking construct of NPR. Totally. <laughs> That's an architecture that we can get yes. into on a different episode. But, um, but uh, the, like what she was saying is that, um, that Terry Gross was shocked at the idea that like uh like Lizzo was saying that she's of a cl- of a group of feminists that believes that they you know that their sexuality is a, or that is empowered by their sexuality and one of the things that like I don't know if this is what Katie was saying but one of the things that came up during that conversation was the idea that like um cuz I was talking about how my mom is an old school feminist and that she was taught that she had rights, but she wasn't given the tools to assert herself. And it's just super frustrating. Right. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. in that, within that conversation, like that's makes her a product of the environment that she was raised in and, and, you know, trying to like, I, I don't know if it's first wave or whatever wave of feminism that is. Whereas in this current phase of feminism, and I am very well aware that I'm a male talking about this, but, um, that what she was saying is, is cause, especially because she works with kids, uh, uh, is that, um, there's a concern that that is driven by things like Instagram, that like, uh, feminist empowerment, like, would that still be there if there was an, an, an organization that had designed this platform where you can get a lot of validation through posting pictures of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that as a declarative statement. I just think it's an interesting question. Uh, well, it's an interesting, for me, what's really interesting about it is no matter what, you know, we create as humans, no matter what we create, we always seem to bring up the same topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We always seem to, we always seem to kind of <clears throat> attach the same post-it notes uh, mm-hmm. to whatever it is that we have done that we have created. Um, so when I see, when I see, uh, you know, Instagram models posting pictures of their their butt or posting f- photos of their body, for me, it's like this is just part of the conversation of, of humanity. We, this is something that will always be there. It's just a part of it. And it's in an, in a way I'm actually endeared by it. I actually, mm. it's kind of, I know this might sound weird, but it's kind of cute. It's like, wow. Like we, <laughs> no matter what we create, we are doing this, you know, we are doing well, yeah. it. And it's like, there's, it's a little bit like I have, it's a, it's endearing in a way. It's kind of like, wow, like this is just, you know, I'm looking at this from a very anthropological standpoint. Yeah. You know, it's just it's like... It's the only way to keep your sanity sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yes. And I think, to be honest, I think if I was still living in the States, I would probably have a different response than I do right now. No, and I don't... About but, that. But I don't, I, I don't, like I said, I don't have a declarative decision. And I think that that's true about everything, right? Like you, you mm-hmm. and, and to maybe invalidate, like that's just how women are going through uh, figuring out what it means to be a woman now. Right. It, uh, I mean, I feel like an idiot with just having said that statement. <laughs> but no, the, the, no. But, but, I mean, but yeah. no. But the point, the point that I'm making is that like that is sort of true about everything, right? Like um, we are a product of like the Overton window constricts us into having ideas that are socially acceptable. Even when you look at politicians, you know, uh, it, 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 talking right now, like 
even though they want to say things that are radical, they sort of have to pay lip service to the accepted ideas of what America is, right? Like they can't they, just they come, have to tell the story. They yeah, have to tell the same story. Yeah. T- Tulsi can't just come out and say, yo, we're bad people. We are fucking killing people. It doesn't matter yep. whether Assad is a bad person. And, t- and by the way, yeah. he did not gas his people. It has been confirmed that that was, shit was hidden, uh, that yep. documents were hidden. Uh, you, you know that because you're over there. People over here mm-hmm. don't know that. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but yeah, she, even she, and, and like, even when I said, like I, I, I had the, on the last episode that I dropped, uh, the Michael Wood episode, I was like, you know, Tucker Carlson, Carlson made this point. And I had to say that I disagree with Tucker Carlson just to say that he made a good point. Whereas like, um, I have to defend the fact that I agree with him by saying he's a bad person kind of thing. <laughs> Whereas, yeah. you know, and that has to do with me pandering to people that are maybe lefter than center, but not quite as left as maybe you or I are, which, right. which is right. that we understand that capitalism thrives on slavery. If you yes. look, if you go to Italy, you see it. <laughs> you yes. know, yes. <laughs> this Absolutely. is not a new thing. Capitalism is slavery based. It's a slavery based economy. And that's yes. why everything that drives us and, and drives us. And so once you like, that's a very hard idea to take on because you are complicit in that. Right. Like your iPhone, uh, you can pretend that it wasn't made by slavery, but it was. <laughs> this is like, I feel like I'm having a deja vu when I talk to my younger brother who's 24. Uh-huh. And I feel like I've become like the annoying older sister that every time I call him, I'm like, so are you like woke yet? Like, when are you going to like, <laughs> like I'm here in Italy and like, I'm telling you about the world and I'm telling you about, about the reality of the United States and like what, you know, and I'm like, have you read this? Have you read that? Like, you need to like, you need to realize like yeah, what society yeah. you're living in, you know? Yeah. And so I just tell him this because I love him and anyone that I care about, I want to make sure that they're informed because you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I think it's, it, it's so overwhelming when you grow up and when you grow up in it and you are so isolated because I feel like American culture is one of the most isolating uh, cultures to be a part of because it's very, it's very egocentric and, um, we're kind of taught that we're the center of the universe. And it's very entertainment based. It's not, it's not interaction based. Like you're saying Italy is right. Uh, Oh dude, we got like, we got 10 minutes left and I could talk to you for another like, uh, three hours. So I'll definitely have you back on the show. Cause these are, you know, (laughs) for me, this is like, look, you are in the place that made me realize just made me have the sort of awareness of what the world, you know, cause I've always been American, <laughs> you know, yeah, I was living yeah, there as a fucking American. And then I would come yeah. back here and I would see like, uh, I was there for the Iraq war. I was there oh for, gosh. for the, for the second Gulf war. And the, when I got back here, it was like talking to people in a fucking cult, what they believed. Yes. It, w- it, yes. it was just so... F- my parents, people that are reasonable, just entirely yes. programmed. And so for me, I, you know, like 
And propaganda, I mean, one of my favorite books that I own is, uh, art books that I own is a book of Chinese propaganda posters. I've always been interested in Najib Prop, but it has reached this stage where, like, like, we we can look at, like, modernist Egypt prop. And, and or one of the main things that I want to come out of this show is that postmodernism isn't good or bad. Postmodernism is a reality, though, and it is about yes, it, is. It, it, it. And 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 the people in power are just as postmodern as artists. They mm-hmm. have the ability to project personas and have different beliefs than those personas because they believe overall that with the, that in their own righteousness and so it's the, it, there is, there are so many levels of self deception involved it it goes so fucking deep and like to even have these conversations you get called a a a, a bit of a conspiracy theorist but no man the facts are the fucking facts we yes <laughs> yes you know Obama was a worse president than uh, than than George W. Bush and then Trump. If if mm-hmm. not taking over countries, not destabilizing uh, regions, uh, is matters to you. If that mm-hmm. matters to you at all, Obama was a shit president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton mm-hmm. is a war criminal, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if yeah. but but, but yeah. The, and then we're having this entire conversation about wokeness, and it is. Mostly centered, like, here's another thing that I find fascinating, right, about these mental prisons. And I tend to think about this in terms more of magic now, uh, rather than, like, because I also think that uh, occultism is a long tradition within power structures, right? Like, yes, that's yes. not bullshit. Uh, we had MK ultra. We did have uh, Pizzagate shit happening in this country, uh, put on by the CIA. It just wasn't that particular Pizzagate, right? Like, yeah. uh, yeah. pedophilia is a real thing and it is used to keep people in check in certain circles of power. I mean, at least it has historically been. Maybe you want to pretend like it's not happening now? Fine. But this is all fucking insane and it's just so rational (laughs) at the same time, right? Yes. Yes. uh, And I think, can I just say something really quick? And And then I want you to, and then I want you to continue to extrapolate because like, I feel like we're really getting to the meat of like, because this is all related. Like, all, this is all completely related to creative freedom. Yeah, like everything absolutely. That you're, the, everything that you're discussing, because, you know, right now we're two American artists that grew up, you know, in what I would say is, I mean, basically like, remember in the very beginning of this conversation, like I told you that ever since I was a child growing up in the U S I never felt like I connected to the culture and I felt like there was something, just something strange about it. Yeah. I realized later on that I've, my whole life I have felt like the U S was a cult. Yeah. Like I just always felt like I'm living in a cult. This is so weird. What the hell is wrong with this place? (laughs) Like it's a cult. Yeah. No, it's fucking insane. And here, here's, here's another thing, right? Okay. So here's, this is where I was going to go to next. And I totally agree with you. Um, right now, I just learned, like, uh, actually, uh, the present guest that's on the show uh, now this week. I well, I guess it's not relevant. People aren't going to know because they don't know when we're recording this. But <laughs> but um, uh, Michelle uh, uh, Michelle Chong is on the show, and I had never heard the word Latinx. I had never heard that word before in my entire life, and now it's this word, and it means it's like the gender neutral way of saying Latino. I don't have a problem. 
with that. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. Because what I like, I'm not attached to Spanish as a language and uh, mm-hmm. as it's purity mm-hmm. because it comes from colonial roots and I, I don't have a problem with that. What I yeah. have a fucking problem is that we're still called Latin. Yes. Because yes. that makes us subservient to colonialism in a way. And so for me, the fact that we've gotten to gender neutral before we're starting to address the fact that we are Latin American (laughs) by way of colonialism, by way of subjugation, we're not America. We're Latin America. You know, we are, we, you know, and there is something intrinsically fucked up in that, that, um, that speaks to what the wokeness that we discuss now is about, right? Mm -hmm. We, we, Mm -hmm. and, and I, I hopefully people don't take this the wrong way, but I have a theory that you will never have a person of color be born into your family. But you may be have a, a a gay person be born into your family. You may have a transgender person born into your family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the chances that you will have somebody who is queer or LGBT be born into your family, it's obviously going to be a scandal, are less likely. Like whenever a person of color is born into a white family, they are still a person of color. They're not born yep. white. And so yep. that is the reality that we do not confront when we're talking about all this woke shit. And I, and I, you know, one of the things that I really appreciated from the, the um, Stonewall riots protests or the, from Pride is that it, be, it, it was like, fuck you. And I think that there is a strong co-opting by corporate media of this idea of wokeness and that is what they um what what they use to brand themselves as woke right mm-hmm. and i love mm-hmm. that 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 rejection of that corporate like a corporatization of pride and acknowledging that this was about fucking oppression and that it's yes. not a bubblegum candy thing it was mm-hmm. fucking horrible for these people and so yeah. for me people people lost their have lost their lives in the, in, Just by being themselves. Yes. And, and, and so for me, that gives me hope. Because, I, I mean, I'm outside of that culture. I, don't, I, I, I can only uh, uh, try to be an ally and I can only, you know, uh, agree with the things that are, <laughs> that are right. But, um, but I find that there's a lot of silencing of things that are really anti-capital uh, an yes. anti-empire by the using of PC culture in terms of homophobia and shit like that. Like, you know, completely. It, so, completely. So, and, and, and that's done with like Hispanic culture as well. That I'm not, I'm not just saying that that happens with gay people. I am, I just kind of sprang there from saying that the gender neutral thing seems to be more important than the fact <laughs> than acknowledging all of Latin America, like I, and I was trying to think like, what could you, what could, what would be an alternative that acknowledges the indigenous roots of the, of, uh, Latin American cultures so that it's not just a celebration of white Latin Americans, like the Cubans that are in Miami or like the Venezuelans that are leaving that have been in power over the indigenous people of Venezuela because they would rather, you know, they, they fucking see themselves as Spaniards, not Venezuelans. It's fucking crazy. So, um, just the levels of, 
denial to the racism and like anybody that calls themselves woke can go fuck themselves because you're only as woke mm-hmm. as your current time frame allows you to be right so mm-hmm. it, it, it to me all this shit is fascinating but I, I think that that all does tie into into creative freedom because if you're not allowed to think about these things if you're not allowed to question hey why did we get to latinx before we got to an alternative way of describing right. Hispanic people that includes the indigenous uh, uh, roots there and that, uh, you know, acknowledges the fucking raping and pillaging that led to what what that culture country is is now without just making it subservient and being like, well, this is the Latin part of America. And by the way, America is America Vespucci. So I (laughs) that you can poke holes into my fucking because America is named after an Italian. But still, I do think that there's something really problematic about calling it Latin America. So my problem is with Latino or with with Latin, not so much with Latino or Latina, but I appreciate the need to make that gender neutral. I I have no problem with that. Yeah, but I think that um, I think you're just bringing up so many important topics here, especially in regards to this undercurrent of propaganda. And then on the exterior, you know, this trend of the word wokeness and kind of what that what that has transpired as, you know, within yeah. like the, the creation of new nomenclature, uh, nomenclature, you know, like the creation of new w- words to describe, uh, you know, certain topics within American culture and kind of the, um, the way that people are expressing their anger and their frustration, you know, about certain, uh, marginalized communities and communities that have, ex- have experienced extreme violence you know, under, you know, certain power systems and continue the US. to, I mean, it's not and even continue. in the past. It's, a continuous, it's, it's happening it's right not now. Past. What I it's love about happening Tr- more, what I love than, about Trump is his incompetence at doing the work of the imperialist state. He, he is so bad at it that mm-hmm. he failed to invade to, to he, his coups in Venezuela have failed. And that he he was like, he set up all this shit with sanctions with Iran, pulled out of the nuclear deal, and then he backed out at the last minute because he's he's a bit of a fucking awkward pussy. And he was doing mm-hmm. everything that pe- that that John Bolton and, and, and Mike Pompeo were telling him to do. But then when it came to pull the trigger, he was like, no, 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 no. You know, like, I, as I hate him on principle. Again, there there's that thing. I have to say that I don't like him, but I like his incompetence. I think it's right, good for right. for for the state because it 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 like it has never been easier to say America does fucked up shit. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. I mean the 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 velvet curtain has been really pulled, you know, ever since Trump's presidency and I feel that it is creating a necessary uncomfortableness yes in the country yeah we are really uncomfortable right now as americans and that's really really important because we are having to really look at the culture we're having to really look at what is happening in this country and a lot is happening and a lot of it isn't good and so it's like what are we what's gonna what are we gonna do about it i mean and there's i don't know i mean it's and i think um, it's creating a lot of questions and a lot of uh, important conversations. And it's also creating questions around creative freedom. Yeah. You know? So. Well, yeah. that, that, I mean, 
I could go on, but uh, I, there, the, I, I think that we, <laughs> we'll save it for the next one because <laughs> we've already been talking for two yeah. hours. But no, yeah. it, this is a, such a pleasure. I really like your. Uh, I, I really like talking to someone, and this is exactly why I wanted to talk to you. Uh, I know what a mind fuck it is. Especially, I know what a mindfuck it is to travel to another country and then look at it, uh, look at your own home from there. Yep. But yep. specifically Italy, because yes. you know they have the Cinque Stelle movement. That uh, I don't know how, if you've been there long enough to really know anything about them, but they were the ones that told the UN that they could not, as a whole group, say we support the coup in Venezuela. And yeah. I love that shit. So there are populist movements there. You know, when I, w w uh, when I was there in like 2006, uh, Bologna had a communist government and whatever you want to say. Like, I'm not saying that Italy has good politics because they definitely don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the ideas that people are allowed to express are very different than what, you know, the, the uh, freedom, we think of freedom ex of expression over here as like this thing that is, you know, it's a free country. Um, no, you are no, not. not allowed to say certain things. And mm -hmm. even more so now that people are weaponizing the, you know, I had to have, no, I am a hard and fast supporter of talking about language and how we use it and analyzing it and thinking. I mean, that's what I'm saying about the Latinx thing. I'm all for the push to be more woke and to be more self-aware. But the weaponization of that is problematic in so many ways. W one mm -hmm. example mm -hmm. is, and, and one example is this whole thing with, there was this guy, Carlos Maza, who was complaining about being, uh, having people say homophobic things to him and all of this shit. Uh, and, and he was like, uh, 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 YouTube is the problem. Now, here's the thing. Vox is Vox competes with YouTubers. Vox mm -hmm. and that and he he works for Vox. So Vox competes with these people and of course they want them silenced because they can keep control the narrative. Um Right, exactly. Then you get into what so I and and, and whatever you want to say, yeah, if homophobia is bad and all of this shit, hateful shit is bad. I'm not for censoring people. And even, uh, you know, uh, Glenn, Glenn Greenwald, who is a gay man and gets homophobic shit all the fucking time. He's talked about this and he says this is awful. And what they're doing is they're using that as a way to censor journalists that actually do legitimate journalism and depend on uh, advertising revenue from YouTube. So it's this, it, this is despicable. This is, yes. uh, and, 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 you know, and if, as, as, as a person, uh, who, uh, or of color, specifically olive skin, which is a term that I love because it's, it's so, uh, subtly racist. Uh, it's like, you're not quite white. <laughs> you're yes. olive skin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and the only yes. people that define me as that are white people. You never see, like, I never hear from, yep. uh, from Mexicans going like, Hey bro, you're olive skin. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, hold on, I gotta hang this up. Uh, yeah, I still haven't figured out how to block my phone from ringing on my computer. <laughs> Very unprofessional. <laughs> but hey, I got it. I got the recording working today, so I'm happy. But yeah, dude. So, so if as a person of of color, uh, which I've also been told you're not that brown, uh, which is I I love. Like it's another way of invalidating what you have to say for, that white people use. But um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if if racism was used to silence p 
people that were actually saying things, you know, because they're not, they, you know, they're using it as a clean sweep to get shit out of YouTube that they don't want. That counters mm-hmm. the narrative. And then at the same time, they're promoting news. They're promoting ABC News. And I'm always like looking at it. I'm like, bro, I'm trying to watch Jimmy Dore or Kyle Kalinske or, you know, even Democracy Now! is selling out a little bit lately. They're like having things unchallenged. But anyway, sorry for I, ha- I do feel like I ranted at you, but I don't feel like you felt uh, like you weren't enjoying it. So. <laughs> no, are okay. you kidding? I mean, I have enjoyed this. Um I mean, for like many, many different reasons. I mean, I feel a little bit, I don't know if it's rude of me to say this, but it's actually so incredibly pleasurable to speak with uh, a native speaker right oh, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can totally like, just, get that. Yeah. Like, do you get that? Like, and I don't mean that in an offensive way. It's just no, literally, no, yeah. uh, like, I don't. You're have... talking to someone that doesn't have to translate in their own head before saying something. I totally. Exactly. I, that, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm talking to someone who's from the same culture that I am. And there's just a certain level of understanding that we yeah. have yeah, that yeah. I haven't felt in six months. So, and you probably really, wouldn't have I it. I really with, enjoy that. And you probably wouldn't have it with another American that doesn't know what a fucking mindfuck it is to go to Italy and just be like. <gasps> You can eat nice food and be nice to each other and a waiter's a good job. <laughs> yep. You know, and that's what I love yep. about this hyper-capitalist idea of like, no, no, we're going to go UBI. You know, like, uh, it's this like, no, 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 we don't have to stop. Like, no, you can actually stop this. You can legislate. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It, it, this mm-hmm. is this myth of the free market is like so insane to me. But anyway, I, let, let's wrap it up there because I want to leave something for next time. The only thing that I would totally. say is what you would, if you could do me a huge favor and find me a European woman to marry so that I can come live out there and we can just hang out in Milan, that would be like the ideal thing for me. So if you can play matchmaker. You know what? Uh, you, you know what? I, <laughs> so, so just real quick, just real quick. I already have a few Italian friends that have been trying like they, like I'm actually playing matchmaker for them, and so I feel like I am already suited to to do this job for you. Um, so I will do my very best to to find you a suitable mate okay. here in Europe. All right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Just give me your CV. <laughs> and I'll, oh, I'll my CV is much more impressive in Italy than it is over here. <laughs> Oh yeah, we could. Oh, we could. Oh my gosh, yeah, I just we, we could go for like three we could more go, hours. We could we could go for another three hours. I, I mean, feel let me just say this: goodbye. the last time, the last time that I that I heard someone say, within the first minute of meeting of meeting me, of so what do you do? Oh, <laughs> when was hey, that? Hey, nice to meet you. So what do you do? I was in New York City, oh. and it was right before I left for Milan. I haven't heard that since coming to Italy. You just made me relax so much. <laughs> Although, you know what? I think the economy is so bad that that's a question that's kind of going out of style. Cause you don't want, yeah, because you <laughs> yeah, just... Yeah, because we have so many PhDs that are, like, working as baristas and shit. Yeah. And, like, people just don't care anymore. They're just like, whatever, man. Like, things are just so crazy right now. And yeah. everyone's overly educated and broke. So yeah. let's just not even talk about it. Like, yeah. All right, Gwyneth. Well, do you have stuff? Uh, oh, uh, do you have stuff you want to promote? But I also want to ask you, why DC do? Oh, that's a that's a great question. I actually get asked your, that a it's, lot. It's your Instagram is D E E C E E D O O, right? That's correct. At yes, at that. Yes, yes. Um, so 
That is my nickname from childhood. Okay. I don't, yeah, literally, like, I don't know, in my family, we all have names for each other. It's a little bit, I don't know, maybe it's strange, maybe that's not, but we we did. And basically, yeah, I was just called DC growing up, as mm-hmm. in D-E-E-C-E-E, and sometimes that would even be elongated to dc Do. Okay. And so that's just my nickname. Nice. Yeah, that's it. Um, something really quick. This is the last thing I'll say. If you're ever in Zurich, there is a amazing clothing store that sells American vintage Levi's and also incredible Japanese brands. And the store is literally called DC (laughs) and it's my favorite store. It's spelled like how you spell it or it's spelled DC. It's spelled D E E C E E Uh. (laughs) in Zurich DC. Yeah. Well, we don't, we don't usually allow corporate uh, promos, but I'll, I'll allow it. (laughs) Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, and it, do, do, you, do you have anything to plug? Uh, do you have any shows coming up? Uh, I mean, I'll definitely direct people to your work through Instagram. Yes, I would like everyone to check out um, an art studio that I am a part of currently. It's called Omoa Moi. We do have an Instagram presence. It's located in Porta Romana in Milan. Uh Um, and yeah, it's about nine artists that are sharing this old factory space and we all work in different disciplines and it's a really incredible, incredible group of people. So you can, uh, check out the Instagram. It's O M U A O moi and then moi. So M U A O moi moi. O M U A M U A. Yep. Okay. Cool. Well, it's been an yeah. absolute pleasure. I am already having fantasies about coming and visiting you in Italy and then just having, uh, you know, some grappa in the middle of the day with, <laughs> you know, yeah, after having like a big meal and just like letting that digest. Uh, it, I, I, one of the things that I really like about your Instagram is like, I, it, uh, I do get to live vicariously through like, Oh, she, wait, you were, you were just recently in somewhere. Did you go to Istanbul? Uh, I, you know, I didn't. No, it was Budapest. You went to Budapest. Budapest. I was in Budapest. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm, I get jealous when I see you travel. Um, so I am going to, (laughs) Oh man, I'm going to to be really jealous then this summer. Where are you going to go? I'm just throwing, uh, well, I'm I'm going to Calabria this month. I'm going to Venice this weekend and then I'm going to Greece and, um, uh, Naples, um, like I was telling you before. Okay, so cool. Yeah. Greece is, I can't remember if I've been to Greece or not because there's just so much Greek architecture. I, I, I must've been really young if I ever did go, but, uh, there's just a lot of Greek architecture in, in, in Italy. So it's, it's hard to remember if I actually went or not. <laughs> Yes, understandable, <laughs> understandable. All right, well, yeah, and and I will talk to you before I come visit you. We will have a, another recording and just go off on cultural differences that we totally. I'm we, I'm so I'm so ready. No, I'm, I'm yeah. Like I said, I was in a shit mood at the beginning of the day. Now I'm ready to take it on. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, thank Fantastic. you so much. All no, right. thank you, thank you. All right. What's My Thesis is produced by Javier Proenza, who is talking in the third person. Reach out at whatsmythesis at gmail.com and follow us on all social media at whatsmythesis. Don't forget to review and subscribe. And if you donate to our Patreon, this is where I'll give you a shout out and make up what kind of art you make based entirely on your name and nothing else.